Twin Cities Orthopedics is proud to be the official sports medicine provider for Tommy Athletics. TCO is trusted by some of the biggest names in sports, and they bring that same level of care to our athletes. Thank you, TCO, for being a part of our team. Visit TCOMN.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. I'm Corbu Status, and this week our guest is Max Morris, senior catcher on the baseball team. We talk about the pitcher-catcher connection, winning a state championship in high school, and how Tommy baseball has grown going into year three of D1 status. We also talk about balancing school and a heavy travel schedule, fantasy baseball, and much more. Now, here's our conversation with Max Morris on another edition of Tommy Talks. Max, welcome to the broadcast, and welcome to the podcast, I should say. And let's start with the easiest question. Why did you choose St. Thomas? I think first and foremost, it's the academics here. Um, having the great reputation, post-grad op opportunities, and having all those connections. And then coming here, the coaching staff was great. I loved having the opportunity of helping that transition from D3 to D1, trying to build a really strong foundation for the, for the baseball team going forward. So your dad was a Johnny. Yes, he was. What was that conversation like when you're like, Dad, I'm going to go be a Tommy? He was 100% supportive. He's been 100% supportive. Both my parents have been. Um, they always want what's best for me. And so coming here was a great opportunity. And so they were both both really excited for me. And we've obviously had a few fun jabs over the years, but yeah. it, it's all in good faith. And so he's been supportive, and it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. It is uh, fun. That rivalry, I know, is one that uh, people miss a little bit. Tell us how you got into baseball. It was just from a young age. My dad played baseball and hockey growing up, played hockey at St. John's. But, um, I mean, it was just from a young age. I loved baseball, and it just happened to be the one that I ended up sticking with. I mean, I loved playing hockey too, but baseball, just kind of fell in love with it. I started playing from a really young age with inside, wiffle ball, all that stuff. Just you have so much fun, and then as you get older, you want to work at it more and more, and it just kind of happened. Yeah, you're a catcher. Yep. You also do some utility work around the infield, right? Yep, yep. Uh, how did you get into catching? Was it one of those where you, everybody rotates and you're like, oh, no, I like it here, Coach, just keep me here? Um, I honestly couldn't tell you. From a young age, I remember catching, like, whether that be, like, coach pitch and machine pitch and just being, like, back there. I was a goalie in hockey, so mm -hmm. there's – I don't know, I'm a little bit weird like that, like and <laughs> things hitting me. Um, but, yeah, just from a young age, I, I enjoyed being back there. And so I'm not exactly sure what led me to it, yeah. but I've enjoyed it. It's the gear, right? I mean, it's pretty cool. The mask looks cool. The catcher's glove looks cool. It's the gear. Maybe it is. You look a little <laughs> different, look a little yeah. cool. Yeah, that's always what it was for me. I liked. I thought the gear looked cool. I was yeah. like, okay, I want to wear all of yep. that stuff. Uh, what is your favorite part about catching? I think just being so engaged in the game. You're being, you're the guy that everyone looks at. You can, you're a natural leader out there. Um, I think that's really important. I like being, being engaged in everything, every play, being right in the middle of all of it. I, that that's really exciting and keeps me in the game and. That's what I love to do. Yeah, just chatted with Ella Cook, a pitcher from the softball team, and she talked about that connection between a catcher and a pitcher. How do you develop that connection so that you guys are on the same page? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, you got to be able to do 
off the field, just having conversations, hanging out, like being with your friends, and then just knowing your pitcher, each one's a little bit different. So you just got to be able to speak up. Like, is this what you want? Like, how do you want me to work back there? And a lot of it's on the pitcher. Like, I want to be able to tailor my approach to what the pitcher wants. Um, they're the most important person on the field whenever they're out there. And so just helping them execute their pitches um, is huge. And so it's really just having those conversations and being able to understand a little bit on and off the field. You had a chance to be a part of a state championship. 2019, is that right? Yep, correct. How was that? That was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we played unbelievable teams, unbelievable talent, and uh, a lot of my buddies on, on those different teams. And so just being a part of that team and maybe not being the most talented team, but everyone was so committed. It was always putting the team first. And um, and that was really fun to see, like, how success happens. It's it's culture. It's the little things. It's not always how much talent you have. And so I think, like, you always hear that growing up, and, like, you can know it, but when you live through it and you go through that, you really start to see it and believe it a little bit more. There's a feeling, right, in the yeah. team, a, a connectedness. There's something extra that's yeah. there. Yeah, you know everyone's always going to give 100%. Nobody's ever taking their foot off the gas. and And so just that that support and that commitment is is huge for every team now st thomas uh, not a chance to win a national championship with all the ncaa um, uh, prohibition on advancing to the postseason but obviously you came here with a chance knowing that and a chance to help build this program going forward now it's year three of the transition how have you seen the changes what are the changes that you have seen as you enter into this third year of d1 yeah, no, it's it's super challenging. I mean, one thing that we have talked about every single, single year is how small the margins are. I mean, it's the difference between a win and a loss is so much smaller. Something small, whether it be one pitch, one play, one swing, all of that stuff. And so you can't always get away with the same stuff. And and so you just kind of learn that. And, I mean, every team here is unbelievable. You're never going to play a team that you're able to just kind of show up and play. So just that preparation and being able to do the little things right, stay consistent, and then stay together as a team, right, supporting everybody. I mean, that's that's kind of how you have to win the game. What's the biggest difference for you from D3 to D1? Um, I think that extra the extra scouting all that like we're still practicing all the time like all that's the same but the extra scouting and and the competition always being at a top tier level never being able to just kind of roll in and expecting to do well like you really have to prepare yourself and I love that I love doing all things baseball and so giving that extra time and and putting that extra work in and, I mean, a lot of the guys do it on the team. And so just being able to do that little bit extra is is really exciting at the Division One level. Grew up in Woodbury. Yep. Uh, twins fan? Yep, Twins fan. Yeah. Joe Maurer, your favorite, or who was it? Definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit sad that I didn't get to experience him through his peak as a catcher. Yeah. Um, slightly too young for that, um, which is disappointing because you, you just, like, you see the replays, you hear everyone talk about it, but – Still, like, knowing his approach and, and going through all that stuff, I think it's a, an important role model, seeing a guy who, who can put the ball over the wall, but he knows that's not the goal every time walking up to the plate. And sure. so just kind of being able to learn from that and, and use that approach a little bit. Who was your favorite player or, or, or is your favorite player? 
Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I've tried to take a lot of things from a lot of different people. I'm, I'm always a hundred percent in on the twins. I'm a huge fan of Royce Lewis right now and just his, yeah. his energy that he brings to the twins. And so I'm really excited for, for the future there. Okay. So you also do a little utility play, right? So if uh, the coach said, uh, Max, you're not catching, but you can go anywhere you want. Where are you going? Um, I played a lot of shortstop growing up, but I haven't had the opportunity to do that. We've had some really good players here play shortstop, and so um, I think that would be really cool to say, "Hey, I can play shortstop too," um, yeah. or maybe center. I've I've never really that's never really been my spot. I'm not the fastest guy, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so one of those spots in the middle of the field, like saying, "Hey, guys, I can catch and play a position yeah. where someone's actually supposed to be fast." So. Right. Yeah, that's pretty fun. And turn in a double play up the middle. Yep. That's a good oh, feeling, yeah. man. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That that just is poetry in motion. Uh, so you're not the fastest guy, but you might be one of the smartest guys. You're academic, All-Americans, and all sorts of awards like that, uh, proving that those aren't the tools of ignorance, right, for the yep. catchers? Yep. Yeah. That's got to be the biggest misnomer for catchers there is. Most of those guys are pretty smart back there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if you got catchers who are, are calling the game. I mean, they need to see everything. They need to know how everything works. And so um, it's not just, hey, what do I do at my spot? you got to know what everyone's doing. you got to be able to work with the pitcher. you got to be able to work with the coach um, and controlling all that stuff. So there's just so much stuff going on that you need to be aware of. And you're obviously not going to be the expert, but you got to know what's happening and be able to have those conversations and learn um, what everyone else is doing on the field. So... It's definitely, you, there's a lot to take in and a lot to be aware of all at the same time. How do you balance academics and the heavy travel schedule that baseball has early in the season? Yeah, I mean, week one will be, we had an early flight. And so a lot of times it's like, I'm going to try to get as much homework I can. It might be 5 a.m., but I'm going to try to get as much homework I done get as much homework done as I can uh, before I get on the flight and then it just makes the the weekend a little bit easier or if you're on a bus trip I mean maybe the night before or that morning or something just trying to get as much done and, it, and it's not fun for those one or two hours but you know that over the weekend you're not going to want to be doing anything so just trying to get ahead um, is, is really the biggest thing. What other challenges having to play so many I mean the first what 15 games for you guys are on the road yeah what kind of challenges does that present I mean it, it's definitely hard with travel I mean recovery gets harder with when you're on the bus and so I mean whether it be nutrition sleep just not being in a comfortable position on the bus for an extended period of time um, it just takes a little bit of if, of extra work when you're back home just like hey I got to make sure I'm going to bed at the right time got to make sure I'm eating the right food having three good meals a day stretching out mobility and we have a great support staff both our strength coach and trainer this year have been unbelievable in helping us and so um, that's going to be a great option for us to use this year um, but it's just I mean it's tough but you get used to it and so Eventually, it, well, you might be a little sore. I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes. So, yeah. How do you stay entertained on the bus? What are you doing? Um, I'm a huge fantasy baseball guy, and so I'll normally have my computer open and looking yeah. at projections and and all that stuff. I love that stuff, so I'll be doing that. And a couple times, those people would bring an Xbox or something, so being able to play some video games every once in a while, especially on the on the long bus trips when you're uh -huh. there for eight, ten plus hours. Um, 
that's always a good thing and it makes the bus ride go a lot faster when you're doing that. Who are the fantasy players that you got? Like, you, if you could draft and you get to pick your choice, who are you trying to get on the team? Um, last year I got Ronald Acuna Jr. I was so happy about that because yeah. I, I, like, I had, like, the third pick and I was like, I really hope he falls because he's got the injury issues, but he's so talented and that worked out really well. I've always been a huge Freddie Freeman fan, but I never seem to get him. But like the similar, like we were talking about earlier with Joe Maurer, just that approach, like can easily put the ball over the wall, but he just knows how to be a professional hitter. I think that's so fun to watch, and it translates to fantasy being able to get on base and hit extra base hits. And so, plus he's playing in that great lineup, which is obviously a huge plus. Yeah. Well, then not with the Dodgers, but those are a couple of Braves there too. You yeah. might be a closet Atlanta Braves fan. <laughs> Maybe. That, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, if you had to pick a team outside of the Twins, who would you choose? Could be tough. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've always had a draw to the Seattle Mariners. I've always had a draw to Seattle teams for, for some reason. I mean, never been to the city, but I really want to go there, and mm -hmm. so... It's just kind of with that when them not having make the playoffs. I think like growing up, it's like nope, I'm not a bandwagon. Like telling telling everyone else, like yeah. I'm not a bandwagon because they're not they don't make the playoffs. But I think it's cool. Like you always play your your video games growing up, and you're making all these trades and free agent signings, and their GM does that all the time. That's kind of what he's known for. And I mean, he's always trying to put the best team on the field. So I think it's kind of fun being able to follow their news a little bit, seeing all the moves that they make. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good reason to like a team. I like it. Uh, I would have based mine on their hat or yeah. their uniforms. Yeah, they definitely have some good ones. I, their yeah. ballpark too. Um, they definitely, they definitely look stylish when they're out there. Uh, let's talk about your family. You're the oldest. Uh, you have Emma and Luke, yep. both younger. Yep. Um, are they athletes too? My brother is. My brother is a hockey player. Okay. Uh, he's following in my dad's footsteps doing that. He's uh, a freshman now, so he's just kind of getting his his feet wet in high school hockey. But it's been exciting to kind of follow him. Yeah. Is it a competitive family? Um, me and him, a hundred percent. Like we definitely, yeah. um, have gotten in trouble from our mom for our attitudes after we lose a game or something mm -hmm. like that. So, um, I got kicked out of the house one time after we lost a game in high school because I was taking my anger out on everyone. So oh. it was just like, you can come back when you calm down a little bit. So I just got to go take a little drive then. Yeah. Um, but that's just – and it's the same way with my brother. Like, he's, you are so committed to winning and to the team, and when that doesn't happen, it it really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. What are – do you have some uh, things that you can do to help yourself settle down now? Have you learned from those experiences? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's just being able to to reflect a little bit and understand that it's not everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, as you grow up, you, you definitely do start to learn. Like, it still sucks. I'm still probably not going to be in a great mood, but understanding that there's there's more outside of baseball. Like, I have my family, I have my girlfriend, and being able to be present with them after a game definitely is easier yeah there's a lot of little failures inside baseball too right you're not going to go four for four exactly. every day it, so how do you quickly make that switch or that at bat didn't go how i wanted now it's just on to the next yep. i mean that's definitely something that you have to work on and being a catcher it's really easy to move on i think knowing like and for me like i want to be there 100 percent for my pitcher so if i have a bat at bat i'm going to go out there and i'm going to make sure i'm present and and 
because I want my pitcher to succeed. I don't want him to fail because I'm banging my head and not happy with what I've been doing. And so I think being a catcher, I'm, I'm really passionate about that and, and doing well back there. And so it's easier to flip the switch a little bit back and forth um, when I'm behind the plate and being able to take my mind off my at-bats a little bit. As a catcher, do you have a running conversation with the home plate umpire? Sometimes. There's definitely umpires that like to talk, and obviously I'm going to engage them a little bit. Um, now with some of the new technology and stuff, not having to, to think as much, but you got the coach in your ear sometimes. So it's definitely touch and go. Sometimes the coach is talking to you and the umpire is trying to talk to you. It's like, okay, what do I do here? Um, <laughs> right. But, yeah, definitely some of them like to talk. I mean, sometimes you're thinking about the game and you miss something. You're like, shoot, he's trying to talk to me. But, yeah. it, I mean, they normally understand. Yeah. And you got to be careful as a catcher, right, because you're begging for every call for your pitcher. Oh, yeah. You can't then turn around and look at them when you don't get a call yep. as a hitter. Yep, 100%. And normally they do pretty good with the catchers, like being able to have that conversation, especially when you're in the box. Like, yeah. hey, last inning, what about this or what about this? And so normally if you can create a good relationship with the umpire, especially as a catcher, they are way more willing to have a conversation about what they see. And you don't always agree with it, but as long as they're able to tell you where they're coming from, it, it definitely makes it a lot easier. Uh, let's talk some academics here. Uh, leader and management business major, is that right? Yep. Okay, yep. what do you want to do with that? Um, I got a data analytics minor, so I think I'm going to try to tie in kind of uh, a bit data analytics with that, being able to to work for a company and, and using data to make decisions. Um, I think that's kind of the end goal, being able to, to use that data. And I mean, I think that probably started from baseball too. Um, loving, like just looking at numbers and understanding that and making decisions that are gonna be the best for some company, organization, client, whatever. Yeah, so the back of a baseball card, digging into the stats. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, that's where you're at. Yep. You can see a lot in those numbers. Okay, so what is your favorite stat about yourself? Stat. I guess we could say as a baseball player. Um, that's tough. I mean, I think in, through high school I had a pretty good caught stealing percentage. Mm -hmm. um, I was definitely really proud of that. Um, I try not to look at my numbers too much during the season to take away. I just like I just want to be there on the field and trying to put together good at bats. But it's definitely fun to fun to look at them um, when the season's over. Um, I hit seven home runs in high school one year, which I was definitely something I was really proud of. Um, yeah. But I think for me, it's not always like the numbers on the field that, that matter. Like it's that being able to build those relationships, be a role model and kind of get the recognition that way, um, knowing that you're making an impact on other people. Yeah, we'll uh, touch a little bit more on that a little bit later. I want to ask you some other things before we uh, wrap this one up. Best place on campus? I mean, the arc. Yeah. I love being in here, whether it be here on the baseball field, put the cages down, get some buddies, and you're swinging or you're doing whatever. I mean, you got the weight room, the locker room, just hanging out. This is where all the memories are made. So. Yeah, you guys spend a lot of time yeah. in here. Yep. But, I mean, it, you got to get outside. Yeah. That's amazing. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was definitely a little bit chilly some days, but you throw on a sweatshirt or a windbreaker or something. And, right. I mean, it was so cool to be outside in January, especially on a day that's like 50 and sunny. It was like, what's happening? Yeah, it felt like April baseball, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Uh, do you have a favorite professor? I don't think so. I mean, I've I've had a lot of really great professors that have been really good to me, especially with travel and baseball. And 
I mean, all of them have been super understanding, and I know not everyone has that, so I've been lucky. I don't know if I have a favorite, um, but I've, I've had a lot of good ones. Uh, favorite thing to do when you're not playing baseball? Um, fantasy baseball, maybe, especially yeah. during the spring. Like, not as much um, in the, in the w- fall and winter, but, I mean, over the winter, I... I try to go watch my brother play hockey as much as I can, so that's something that takes up a lot of my time, um, being able to watch him, spend some time with the family. But once spring rolls around and we're on the road and on the bus, it's normally a lot of uh, fantasy baseball. Yeah, baseball for life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have a favorite book or author? Um, I uh, It's been a little bit, but those, I read a, uh, a series by – uh, William Kent Kruger, he's a Minnesota author, yeah. um, and writes a lot of books about up by the Boundary Waters and whatnot, and I love that series, and maybe, I mean, you can't even remember how many books were in it, but I flew through those, they were unbelievable, yeah. and so that's probably my favorite series and author that I've read. Yeah, I read one of those every couple months. Yeah, yeah they, they're definitely heavy in the rotation, yeah. I just, uh, Copper River, is that one? That's definitely one of yeah. them. Just finished that one. That one was pretty yep. good. Yep. Yeah. I I love those books, and so that's definitely one that I, I like to read. Uh, do you have a favorite type of music? I'm a country guy. Not mm-hmm. a huge fan from a lot of people, but uh, that's normally what I've got on. Yeah. And pregame, is that what you're listening to? Uh, pregame, definitely some country. I'll, I'll maybe start, start to get a little bit of rap in there, but mm-hmm. I, I know – very few songs in rap normally it's like someone shows me like hey this song's really good i'm like yeah i do but like i can't find a good rap song on my own if you ask me to so normally those are all recommendation based yeah you need to be led there i understand so is there a dream concert that you would like to go to um i mean i think it would be really cool to to go see like a luke combs or something like that um but I, I mean, I just like listening to the music. I'm not at, like, I don't need to go there and for, for all the fun stuff. I'm like, I just right. got it on my phone. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Just right there. Yep. All right. So you kind of alluded to this, but I want you to dive deeper. And I think that's, it would be the answer to this question. As you wrap up, you're a senior, correct? Yep. So as you wrap up your uh, last go around here, what do you want your legacy at St. Thomas to be? I mean, I think having people remember you for the relationships or being a leader, like just being able, okay, this dude's always doing the right thing, whether it be on the field, off the field, he's helping set up for practice. He's picking up for practice. He, he's committed to me, helping me get better. Um, I think just having those relationships and people being able to remember me by that. Um, I'm a good person. Like that's, that's kind of the biggest thing. Like, that I want people to be able to say about me when I'm done. Yeah, and you threw out a lot of base dealers. Yeah, that would be really cool, too. (laughs) Max, great to meet you. Thank you so much for your time, and best of luck going forward. Awesome. Thank you for having me.